0: Welcome to the Career Conversations podcast brought to you by Hunter Recruitment Group. I'm your host, Craig McGregor. Today we have a great podcast with a young lady by the name of Jo Hardy. Uh, jo had a really successful career, started a family, and has now found her passion. She's navigating the world of startups. Uh, she's working with social media influencers. She's building a brand new business called Spewy. A special shout out to the guys at Starthouse through the Business Centre in Newcastle. Uh, It's where we met. We met at a pitch night and I was just really inspired by what she was doing and I wanted to share it with our audience. So sit back and enjoy our conversation with Joe Hardy.
1: Today's podcast is brought to you by Hunter Recruitment Group people-centric recruiters. HRG looks to use technology and personal interviewing techniques to ensure the best fit possible for both the candidate and the employer. We operate labour hire and temp services for various sites, conduct permanent recruitment searches and have an innovative program we call temp to perm You can find us on the web www.hrgroup.com.au Or search for us on your favourite social site, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. Whether you're an employer looking for a fantastic new team member or you're an individual seeking their next great career move, start a conversation with Hunter Recruitment Group today.
0: So welcome to the Career Conversations podcast, Joe Hardy.
1: Hi, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, no problems at all. So I might uh, explain to the listeners how we met. So about a week, two weeks ago, two weeks. I was at um, Maitland Jail, and I got the uh, fortunate opportunity to be a judge at uh, the Newcastle Business Centre's pitch night. And uh, there was about six businesses from memory that, that did a pitch. And uh, one of those businesses was a business called Spewy, and it kind of piqued my interest having three young daughters. And I thought, why not get an entrepreneur, a startup business, onto our podcast, and we can talk about how that evolves. So, welcome, Joe. Thank you. So, tell me about Spewy.
1: So spewy came about um, when my daughter started kinder last year. Yeah. She came home with a vomiting bug um, and I've got the three girls. So um, Laura's six, I've got a four-year-old and a two-year-old now. So she passed it to the other two girls. And That's what
0: happens when kids start school.
1: <laughs> yes, unfortunately. So we used all the towels that we had in the house and I went online to try and find something um, like the spewy, so that we didn't have to have a mountain full of washing. And we still had towels for when we need to have a shower and there wasn't anything like it so um, I decided I would make one
0: okay so you just <laughs> try to solve your own problem and thought, yes I'll start a business yeah awesome so tell us so what makes spewy different to a towel
1: so spewy is um, it can absorb the Spew, yep. Um, and it's got a waterproof backing. So whereas towels, when the kids vomit, it soaks through and then gets on the kids or if you're travelling in the car, the car or the lounge, um, the waterproof backing contains it so the kids don't get wet or the lounge doesn't get wet. So there's less cleaning up and having to change spewy children.
0: Yeah, okay. So tell me about how it's... So so you, you, you've, you've got a sick child. Yep. You've got this problem. You're solving it with towels and then you, what... What makes you press the button or what makes you go, I need to change this? Like, most parents would just go, Okay, I've got to wash more towels. What made you change that or create this product?
1: Because I have three girls and I know that we've got a lot more spear coming up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Did you, did you see, or oh, before that, were you looking at other, did you want to be an entrepreneur or was, did this just happen?
1: So beforehand I had had another business. Yep. Um, So I created that business when my daughter was a baby. Um, I had tried going back to work after she was born, but lasted two weeks and resigned. Mm -hmm. So... um,
0: So was that you just wanted to be a mum? Yeah. Or just the work? No, I just,
1: oh, I excelled in my previous employment, um, but I just missed my baby and wanted to be there with her. Mm -hmm. Um, So as a mum, You kind of, you love your children, you love being home with them if you can be, but you get a little brain dead. So, and that was what, the issue that I was facing. Um, So I decided to start a little business. So I started making candles. So it started off at markets and then I got a retailer and then it kind of grew from there. So that kind of um, was, I, I really enjoyed the business side of it.
0: So step me through before we go into the business side of it yep. again the nexus. So yeah you go you know, I, I want to be at home with with bub now it, sometimes it's not easy to just turn on a switch or there's no door just to open to go. Great I own a business now. Tell me about the the struggle the the starting of the candle business and why did you choose candles?
1: Um, I chose candles because I always burnt candles and I loved candles. Yep. So you're a um, user. Yeah, yep and I found a wholesale um, site online that had starter kits. So I said, Tubby, I'm just gonna make a few candles and see if I like it, and if I like it, go from there. Yep. So uh, I got the starter kit on a Friday, had them all made by the Saturday, and I'm like, yep, yeah, this is what I wanna do. enjoyed it, hey? I loved it. Um, and I didn't really realize it was a business until a little bit further down the track. To me, it was just a hobby. Hmm. It's just something I enjoy doing, something that I could focus my brain on, Rather oh, than so just being about a mum? so it was it, yeah, So you, no. you'd
0: been and worked, didn't want to do that, wanted to be at home, and you just wanted that lack just of the brain Just to use brain my brain, yeah. Yep,
1: okay. Yep. So, yeah, so that's where it came from. So just wanting to do something but still be able to, to be a stay-at-home mum.
0: Yeah, okay, because I'm thinking, and I don't, I don't know Candles that well, but I'm thinking there'd be a lot of competition, is there, at oh, markets and yeah, those sorts so of places. Much. So um, how difficult is that to differentiate yourself?
1: So I um, I differentiated myself by doing more custom designs. Mm-hmm. So instead of having your typical, you go to the shop, you buy a candle. Mine were custom. So you've got the candle, but the label is customized. Ah, so for good. baby showers, yeah. so we supplied hospitals with baby candles. So when someone has a new baby, it has their birth details on the candle. Oh, that's awesome. um, so I tried to um, market it more towards the customization because there wasn't a lot of that, yeah. yep. and that's how I kind of grew the business. Okay.
0: Got it. All right. And so let's keep in this business. So you went to markets, you were customizing them. Was it successful?
1: Yeah. So when I um, initially started the markets, I wasn't customizing. Um, I just started a few little markets and sold a few. And I think the first market I did, our retro for our car was coming up. So my goal was to make enough money from that market right. to pay for the retro for our Agaha so we could save that money. Yep. And I did. So I'm like, yeah. So you so felt like really you good. were
0: contributing as well? Yeah. Yeah. Even if it was budget. just a little bit. Yep. Okay. Um, hard work? I'd imagine it would be. Yeah. Like so there'd be much. a lot of labour in terms of producing the candles, but then uh, going to a stall and standing on a cold winter's Saturday morning or a hot uh, summer morning, uh, yeah. it would, would be labour intensive.
1: Very much so. And so I looked at um, doing wholesale so I could potentially tell, sell to retailers for... Um, for a lower price, but of a bulk, more of a bulk um, yep. amount. So that really helped. So once I got um, a few retailers under my belt, I stopped doing the markets.
0: Okay, so that was successful as well transitioning yep. to a wholesale business. Yep. Do you still run the candle business as well?
1: Um, no, so I sold, so I had the candle um, and then a few years later I started a body business where I had body products. Okay. So I sold both the body side of the business and the candle business to fund the Spewy. <laughs> okay, so
0: you, you've got these two businesses but you've got this other great idea and you've gone, this is now my passion, I need to yep. get out of those and I'm going to try and make my money that way. Yeah. Is it now with Spewy, is it about because if we go back to the candles it was more about mental stimulation and, and keeping the baby brain away yeah is this now more about being a business or is oh yeah definitely yep. Yep.
1: but it, it makes my brain work even harder because i'm learning new things every day in this business yep. so i think because the spewy has no direct competitors um i think i'm getting a lot further a lot quicker with it than what i was with the candles it's a bit more of a you know a hard slug than what is
0: yeah well that's the thing that's it's like any business the barriers of entry I'm guessing to candles is low you need glass wax ability to go and sell them somewhere
1: yeah it's pretty and much something it. something different
0: and then something different to compete yeah um, so now you're looking at okay I've got a product that I think I can differentiate from the marketplace that's new and fresh yeah so you're excited by that definitely
1: okay. although it still has its barriers because it's such a new product no one knows about it so I'm still getting the, um, I guess, the knockback in the sense that no one's going out, or not many, many people going out asking for it yet. So, so there's awareness. not a high demand. Yep. But as the business grows, that demand will obviously come.
0: Well, essentially, your competitor is still towels.
1: Yeah. 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 So and buckets. Way, and buckets. <laughs> that's the way to
0: look at it. Okay. Got it. All right. So let's start it with Spui. So you, you've got a sick child. You've got this idea. How does it come to, to fruition from there?
1: So it actually started off, the product was a lot different than what it is now. Okay. So it started off as an idea from change tables. So for babies, you use the change tables and you have like a cover over it and then there's that plastic underneath. Yeah. So my thinking was... I changed
0: in my time. <laughs> yes.
1: So my thinking was, can I take that concept and make it more compact and smaller? Mm. So the initial idea for the spewy was to have a bit of... Um, foam mattress with a plastic covering, and then they actually have covers on the top, just like a change mat, but okay. more com- compact or change table. Sorry. And then one night I was trying to work out how it would all work, and I got my daughter to hold a bit of foam in the car to see how that would work, and that wasn't very manageable. It didn't work. It didn't work. So one night I was lying in bed talking to hubby about it, and he's like, Well, why do you need the foam bit? And it was like a switch in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Well, I don't know I don't think I do and then so he's been
0: a major contributor as well then
1: he has and he doesn't (laughs) even know (laughs) so then we took out the foam and then kind of drew up what I wanted it to look like and how I wanted it to work Um, and then I just did some research about the most absorbent materials I could find Um, and then it was time to try and find a manufacturer but I made the first few myself. Just, I borrowed a friend's sewing machine, because yep. I'm not a sewer. And so
0: you just made prototypes.
1: Made prototypes and gave it out to friends and family, and they loved it. Mm-hmm. So then I went online to try and find a manufacturer.
0: So before you would do that bit, yep. Did you do any research around competition or yep. availability of other similar products and what did you find? Yeah, nothing. You just found nothing? Nothing,
1: because I went online to find that something like the spewy for when Laura was sick. Mm. Um, and yeah, the only thing I could find were the vomit bags, which for little kids, they just don't work. Um, and yeah, just bigger towels, which kind of defeated the purpose of what I was trying to do.
0: Yeah, okay. Okay. All right, so we're finding a manufacturer. How does a mum who's been making candles, do this sort of stuff?
1: Yeah, so that was nearly the end of the business at that stage. Okay. uh, Before it even really began. Um, I think it took us just over six months um, to try and find a manufacturer. Um, Manufacturing costs in Australia were way too high, so I looked at China. And then we had the language barrier, and the manufacturers that I found kept trying to sell me their products like change mats and other um, nappies and stuff that they were already making, whereas I wanted someone to make my product, which they weren't making. So I spoke to my business advisor, Jalinda.
0: So we might, we'll we'll keep going, but we might talk into that relationship a little bit more later.
1: Yep. Um, so yeah, so got some advice from different people and kept plugging away at it and finally found someone. It was the second time this person had messaged me back, uh, about my product and yeah, so found someone who was able to make, make it for me, got them to make me a sample and send it over so I could make sure it was exactly... So did you have to
0: use, like, like? So whereabouts are you based? Are you based here in the Hunter? Yep. Yeah, So you're, just at
1: home yeah, still.
0: So you're at home here in the Hunter communicating with Chinese manufacturers. Is there a middleman, an agent? How do you do that?
1: Um, no, I use the Alibaba website. Okay. Um, yeah, to do all my research and to try and find someone, and that's where I found them through.
0: Okay. So, so I
1: just use them. So I've got a really good um, relationship with them now.
0: Yeah, okay. And so they're manufacturing in China for you and I'm guessing your, your numbers to start wouldn't be high of what you ordering. And that's
1: the other issue yeah. that I had. People wanted to sell me thousands of this thing where yeah. my thinking was, well, I've got this bit of money from the sale of these two businesses. At the moment, that's all I can put into it and that's all I'm really willing to put into it for the first order to test the market. Hmm. So if we lost that then, yeah, yeah. you know, that's fine. Well, yep. it's not fine, but it's not a You're massive loss. You were willing to risk I'll that. Will, yeah, yep. yeah, it was worth the risk, that yep. small amount of risk.
0: Okay, so got manufacturing set up, you've got a small order, what happens next?
1: Um, so then we wait six weeks. <laughs> well, first of all, they sent over a sample. So I used that, made sure it worked, cut it up to make sure that How what did
0: you I, use it? Did you have to make someone sick?
1: <laughs> no, I actually put green dye in okay. two litres of water yep. <laughs> and poured it on the spewy to make sure it would hold it. So yep. the backing's white so you can see if it, so comes, it comes through. through. Yeah, okay. And it didn't come through, so it worked.
0: Okay, all right. So you've got the manufacturing, you've got this small sample size. Are you going to, have you trialled it yet? Have you released it to the marketplace? Where are we at?
1: Yeah, so um, no, so I ordered um, a couple of hundred units. Yep. And then once they arrived, that's when I started, um, yeah, getting them out there.
0: So step me through, um, because, yeah, getting them out there is is a little bit easier than than it probably was. Did you do much around um, branding and logos and marketing and tags for retail and pricing and all that sort of stuff? How did you do all that?
1: Yeah, so I worked with a graphic designer that um, I used sometimes with a candle business. I mm-hmm. had a relationship with her. So she created my logo. Yep. Um, we changed that a couple of times as well until it was it, it was it, what, what it is wanted. now. Yep. yep. Um, and then for the label, I had no idea what I was going to do with the label for packaging. And I was on Pinterest, I think, and I was just searching through, um, I can't even remember what it was. Like I think it might have been towels or um, wraparound labels something, or something yeah. like that and found, like, the design or the shape of what I wanted. So sending that through and saying, you know, this is what it is. Um, to work out pricing, we just worked it out, whatever our cost price was, and then... Yeah, worked yeah, at a margin. Yeah.
0: Okay. And Tell then, me about the name, Spewey. Did you workshop it? Did you, how, did you just think, okay, this is going to stick, it's kind of fun, it's... Yeah, th- do you have I- any other options?
1: No other options came to mind. That was the first thing that came to my head. Yep. So sometimes I feel that what comes to your head or your gut first is usually the way to go. Mm. You just have a feeling about it. Yep. So I just felt that spewy. It fit. It said what it was. I didn't really have to explain what it was for. It kind of explained itself.
0: Yeah, and look. In I- one word. Yeah, I agree. And, and I always joke with some people that. Uh, in today's marketplace with uh, Google and, and the internet, you need to be really obvious. Like, yes. You know, toys R Us is a great one. If you search in toys, then that word's already there. And so spew, spewy, you know, it's not a, a bad term to use for that sort of search stuff. So, Yeah. Okay. So tell me, where are we at? Have you, have you had success? Have you sold much? Yeah. What's what's the business at right now?
1: Yeah. So we've just ordered, uh, sold the first lot. Um, have just ordered. This so, where
0: did you sell those to? Did you sell them retail yep. or just online?
1: Both retail and wholesale.
0: Yep. So, you've built relationships with baby stores. I'm guessing is that where they're selling? Or um,
1: yeah, we've got one baby store, but more so chemists. Okay, chemists. So, yeah. when parents go in with their sick kids. Good idea. Yeah. So, more so with those and the relationships um, that I've built, um, I so what I do basically is I approach the chemist um, and then try and set up a meeting with them. And once they've said that, yeah, we're happy to have a look at these or we'll stock them, I want to build that relationship with them. So I go in and I do a, like a promotion day where I'm there and I take a, my setup and I hand out flyers to customers that come into the chemist and just kind of give them a boost for sales a bit.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Um, just because I really value their the business relationships that I'm I'm getting through yep. the spewing.
0: And you could manage that around. Um, like I know some chemists have uh, the the nurse there on a the certain baby day. Nurses, yep. Yeah, you could do it on can, same day as the nurse because that's when yep. mums are coming in with babies. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Um, step me through the enjoyment factor. Like, is this something that's been scary, fun, both? How how's it been for for Joe?
1: So to begin with, very challenging with the whole manufacturing side of it. But now I think it's just exciting. Okay. Like every day something happens in the business and I'm always on such a high about it. Like I'm always so excited. Um, So every day, yeah, there's something happening and things are changing and the business is growing and it's just exciting to to think, you know, that I've created this and this is where it's heading.
0: Yeah, and and before we started, you mentioned that it was you taking yourself outside of your comfort zone. Step me through that and that experience.
1: So I found that when I've kind of played it safe, things have moved along a lot slower, whereas when I've said yes to things that, you know, like public speaking, I'm I'm not very confident with. Mm -hmm. So I've made myself kind of get out of my comfort zone to do that. And the rewards from doing that have been amazing. I've made contacts and, uh, you know, I'm going down all these other avenues that wouldn't have opened for me if I hadn't have done that. Um, so, yeah, my thinking at the moment is to say yes to anything out of my comfort zone because mm-hmm. it's that's the way to go.
0: So the pitch night was outside of your comfort zone?
1: Oh, way outside of my comfort zone. <laughs> Tell
0: people that are listening that weren't there, what's a pitch night?
1: So the pitch night is basically um, we do a PowerPoint presentation um, about our product and then we go um, and it's a five-minute presentation and we present it in front of a few judges and a room full of people.
0: And um, so is that getting you ready for, like, I, when people were asking me what I was doing, I said jokingly said it's like Shark Tank. Yes. And, but for the real world pitch investors. Yeah. Um, so the night that we were at was like a practice night. So yep. is your goal to be down in Sydney or here in Newcastle pitching to investors? Is that what you want to get out of this?
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yep. Because I think for the business that, or for the spewy, um, the quicker that we get it out to market the better off it's going to be so that we don't have someone big come in and basically outbrand yep. me before I can get even out there.
0: Yeah, and that's what so, I, I kind of – that was my question, I think, to you on the night was yep. it seems to me like something that could be easily replicated potentially by a yep. Chinese manufacturer or someone else. Yeah. Is that your biggest fear?
1: Um, at the moment, no, but I think further along down the
0: track. No, if it's
1: going not as quickly as what I'd hoped for it to go, then yes.
0: Yep. Yeah, but so I'm I was doing. Think yeah. like a cheap imitation that just comes and undercuts your price, and then yeah, you lose yeah. market share and all those sorts of things. So yeah, so you just I work th- quick. But I feel
1: like I've got a really good team of support around me, like in the business world. Yeah, so um, so step and me the through contacts.
0: That. that. support, who's that?
1: Yeah, so the main one is Jalinda yeah. from the so business center. Yeah, so let's talk about
0: Jalinda then. So and what the business center does? Yeah, how does that system work?
1: Yeah, so I met um, Jolinda through the business centre. Well, I was introduced to the business centre, um, I think, just by myself. I think I was just googling some business advice um, when I had the candles, and I found them. Um, So I called up, found out about it, made an appointment, and to begin with, I think I saw a gentleman, I can't remember his name, but he's no longer there, and then when he left, Jolinda took over his role. Okay. So I met her, and we worked on the candles together and the body business, and then Came to her one day with this idea of the spewy, and yeah, and she's sort of directed me um, on where to go with the business and given me some advice and introduced me to Gordon and, and the Starthouse program, which is yep, part of the business. Pitch yeah, yep.
0: and so is there funding opportunities through government programs as well? Like, does that so it's there's subsidised the meetings with Jalinda? Is that how it works?
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's um, yeah, government sub subsidized yeah Yeah.
0: that's good so yeah so it's a good program for people to get into if you've got an idea definitely they can get support from a coach and then open doors to to other avenues so did she support you through that um difficult time when trying to find a manufacturer for example yeah yeah yeah
1: Yeah, she was really good so she gave me some other places to look and um I met with um an IP lawyer as well that she put me on to They had some contacts which didn't quite work out but it was like another avenue to go down as well
0: yeah and have you developed like a business plan marketing plan all those sorts of strategies
1: yeah business plan yep and we've um done like the cash flow forecasts and things like that so yeah so each step of the way for this business yeah i'm learning as i'm going
0: yeah okay good opportunity so definitely what's the ultimate goal where do you want spewy to be
1: I want every home in Australia to have a spewy that has young that's a children. Big goal. It is. Yeah. But I think Achievable. it really yes. Yeah, good. Yeah. Definitely.
0: And here out of the hunter. That's amazing.
1: Yeah.
0: It's exciting for our region. So Yeah. Okay. All right. Well let's go back in the past. So step me through your career. Where did you start after school?
1: <laughs> well, I didn't finish school. Okay. <laughs> I did year ten. Yep. I that's started finishing year. school. It is good. Yeah. Um, I started year eleven. Um, but I didn't, I didn't want to be there, so I um, got a full-time job and I quit school. So I worked at a supermarket in the Delhi. That mm-hmm. was my first full-time job yep. in a little Victorian town. And then that lasted for a couple of years. And then um, I, got, I went for a job at a telecommunications company. So again, sort of out of my comfort zone. Um, went for the interview and didn't think I would get the job. And I got a call saying I got the job. <laughs> so I worked there. I love those
0: interviews. I
1: know, <laughs> I know. Um, so I had no experience, nothing. I came from, you know, the deli at a supermarket. Yeah,
0: don't downplay the deli.
1: <laughs> True.
0: It's a good space. You do, you know, it's um, retail, customer experience. You have probably got yeah. angry customers. You'll have happy customers. It gives you a good, good grounding. And we've all done those sorts of jobs. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I love the idea though that. I don't know who the organisation is in telecommunications, but they've obviously gone. We've got this skill set need. Yes, she doesn't tick some of these boxes, but we've got this values fit. Our organisation fit. She ticks all those. We're going to train her up. Yeah. That well, that's yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And we went through the last six months of training. Yep. Yeah.
0: Okay. And so you lasted in that job a while and loved it, or yeah, yeah. Okay. Two uh, yeah,
1: two years. Another two years. So What were you time.
0: selling, or what were you doing in telecommunications?
1: Um, I was selling phone plans. Okay. So just um, home phone plans.
0: Yep, on, on the phone? Or yeah, in a call centre. So a call centre, yep. Yep. Okay, all right, and then so where did you go from there?
1: Um, so from there, um, from Victoria we moved. I met my um, now husband yep. when I was 18 in Victoria. Yep. So um, I moved for him. So, <laughs> so you followed
0: a fellow to the Hunter or did you go somewhere else first? No, well he was in the army. Okay, yep. So
1: we went to Darwin. Yep. So we were there for a couple of months and then... Um, Got posted to Townsville, and that's where we set up base. Um, for I think we were there for about four years. Okay. So when we got there, I worked for a different telecommunications um, company in um, a call centre as well, doing tech support for internet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so again, they train you up. Yeah. But I think because I had that um, call centre experience previous, I kind of got in there a little bit easier that yeah, time. Absolutely.
0: Okay. And so when did you come to the Hunter? So we
1: came to the Hunter. Um, about seven years ago, um, Hubby just left the army a couple of years prior to that, um, and I said we're setting up base somewhere, and I'm never moving again. <laughs> yeah,
0: so you were sick of that life, eh? Hey?
1: Definitely, I think he was too. Yeah. Yeah,
0: okay, and fair enough. So, why did you choose the Hunter?
1: Um, because his family's here.
0: Okay, family reasons. Yep. Yeah,
1: so we've got that support network.
0: Good. And then, did you work here in the Hunter, or?
1: Yeah, so I was working for um, ANZ. Yep. So I started working for them in Queensland and then got a transfer to here. Okay, so I was working as just a relief staff um, around the Hunter region for a while before a permanent um, position came up in Maitland.
0: Yep, and so then job in Maitland and then family comes along, hey?
1: Yeah, so well, I, I worked my way up a little bit with ANZ. I was with them for six years. Mm-hmm. Um, so started off as just a, um, a teller and then kind of went up the ranks. And we had spoken about, my husband and I had spoken about starting a family And so we um, started doing that and found out I was pregnant, but had just been offered a management (laughs) full-time position to run my own branch, which was exciting. And I kind of felt a little bit in two minds then, like I got, you know, we were pregnant with our first child and I'd just been offered this amazing position, which is what I've been working towards. Um,
0: It's really difficult, isn't it?
1: It really is, mm. yeah. I felt like I was giving up one dream and to choose the other one. Like mm. I couldn't have both and I think that's why I love being my own boss because I feel like I can have the best of both worlds. I can run a, you know, successful business and still be a mum and that's that's what I wanted and I think that's a real issue today. Yeah. Like that you have to, you f- like, you know, women still feel like they have to choose one or yeah. the other.
0: Yeah, it's not just women. And I man. started this business 13 years ago and... Yep. One of the key principles of why we did it was we wanted to be mum and dad first. Yeah. And so the business fits around our family. Yeah. And uh, it's been really successful in terms of that lifestyle. Um, absolutely. One of my most favourite bits is what you talked about before, that just things and doors open that I go, wow, that would never have happened if I was doing something else. Yeah. Uh, creating a podcast as an example. Um, but, yeah, we've made it work and we'll use... Uh, my children are a little bit older than yours, and we're probably getting to a point where we can probably now invest more time in the actual business, because the kids probably don't need us as much. Maybe, maybe. Um, but that that flexibility and that ability to be run your own show but still be a dad. Yeah. I totally get it. And be
1: able to go to the school things and to all the extra stuff that the kids seem to want to do.
0: Well, and it's important. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, you know, there's only one thing that they really truly want from us, and it's time. Yeah and you can't get it back exactly so yeah being able to be to do that so yeah. so step me through so the anz so it's 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 an interesting one I'll give you another analogy so um when we had a life choice my wife and I I had dream job offered to me when I was on the central coast and I'd also had a job that I had off been offered here back home in the hunter and so we had this dream job versus go home dream job go home and and I always say I'm really fortunate my wife allowed me to take the dream job so we stayed on the central coast for another five years you can't change that though you can't go okay i don't want to be pregnant anymore
1: (laughs) i know so you
0: know you've got this dream job being how did you manage that bit
1: um it was a bit hard to begin with um i you know i felt a little bit of pressure i think more so on myself because it's what i've been working towards and now here's my opportunity but i think also that my motto in life is everything happens for a reason. Hmm. So I was obviously meant at that time to start my family. Yep. Um, and I believe that bigger things would come later on.
0: Yeah, okay. So did you stay in the job? Did you take maternity leave, stay in the job and try yeah. and do the juggle?
1: Um, so I didn't take that management position. Okay. I stayed in the position I was in, which was still a management position, but just not a branch manager. Um, stayed there all through my pregnancy, um, had bub, and I went back to work when she was only three months old. Mm-hmm just due to I think I put a lot of pressure on myself to be the same person I was before I had my baby but things you you change so much a baby changes you where I used to work like 60 hours a week and love my job and my job was my life that's Mm. who I was Um, now I had this little baby and that was that was who I was so when I went back I didn't feel the same as what I felt before and I didn't have that as much of that drive as what I had before. Um, So I lasted two weeks and then resigned.
0: Yeah, wow. (laughs) How did ANZ take it?
1: Um, I think they could see, um, Mm -hmm. my manager could see that I wasn't, you know, my heart wasn't in it anymore. Mm. Um, And I had given them six years, so I think, yeah, Yeah. I'd done pretty well.
0: brave choice too like most people would go oh, i need the money or oh ne- we needed
1: the money yeah. don't get me wrong we needed the that's money right. and on paper it didn't work me not working yeah so
0: that's what I'm saying. it's a brave choice
1: but we somehow i have no idea still we made it work <laughs> yep.
0: but um it's also you know you mentioned before that mental stimulation that outside of being a mum type brain activity yeah you were going to forego that Without knowing, because you didn't know back then you'd start candle business. You didn't oh, know no Spewey would come along. You know, it was just this leap of faith that I want to be a mum. I'm going to be a mum. I'll make this choice after two weeks and see what happens. Yep. Yeah, wow. Okay. I
1: think also um, I lost my mum when I was quite young. Mm-hmm. So my thinking was if, you know, if I'm not happy at work and I want to be spending this time with my baby, then they're going to have more memories of me when they're young because I get to be home with them. And I know not, you know, not everyone can be at home. Like there are some, you know, people have to go to work. Absolutely. There are different circumstances. But I just feel really lucky that I got, you know, that we somehow made it work, that I could, yeah, stay at home, raise the kids and now hopefully um, contribute a bit more financially.
0: Yeah. Tell, tell me about support. I've spoken to a number of people on the podcast that own their own businesses and I couldn't do it, I just mentioned before, without my wife, Amy. she would If, I, if she wasn't here, I wouldn't be able to do this. Yeah. Tell me about the support that you've been given through candles and now Spewy.
1: Yeah, um, so family. Yeah. Um, like I guess if they didn't believe in the product, um, then yeah, I don't think I w- I'd be the same. I don't think I could do it. Um, the candles was really good. Like I, um, because I did the customization, there was always avenues like um like I said, babies and funerals and that that I could help out with. Um, and obviously, um. Everyone loves a nice smelly house. Mm-hmm. So friends and family did buy from me. Um, with the Spearway, I think it's been a different sort of support. Um, so for the pitch night, I had um, nearly a whole row, <laughs> which was my family there. Awesome. So they came to support me and I think- Did that make um, you
0: more nervous or not? No, that
1: was good I think, it, I think yeah. it helped, yeah, because I could share in my excitement of the night with them and it just, yeah, it just made it so much better than being there.
0: Um, you are putting yourself out there in terms of, like you said, taking yourself outside of your comfort zone. Um, you'll, you'll reap the rewards of that. You really will. Like, even the pitch night, yeah, as a judge, I could tell you were nervous. But your presentation was great. Thank and you. your next one will be even better. And yeah. the next one after that will be even better. And you've met so many people from that pitch night now that you can network with and leverage off and all those sorts of things. Definitely. Do you think you've changed a lot? Like, p- yeah. pitch yourself back to working at the deli to who you are now?
1: <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. I'm a lot more focused and I know where I wanna go and kind of how I'm going to get there. Whereas working at the deli, I was 16 and had no clue about life, really.
0: Yeah. Yep, and what about confidence-wise?
1: <laughs> oh, confidence, even just after, from after the pitch night, like from two weeks ago, it's so much more confidence in myself approaching different people about the business. I think because of the pitch night. Hmm. And now going forward when I do other pitches, I have an no idea of what I'm going to feel and what it's going to be like, whereas that was the first thing like that I'd ever done. Yep. So I had I was going in blind. I had no clue. My main goal was just to remember my lines. Yeah,
0: okay. <laughs> Very good. All right. Um, I want to ask you a couple more questions around uh, why you do what you do. So you've come from this space of being an employee and working your way into a management position, why is it now that you wanna run your own business? Take the family, you know, earning a money, is there another drive? Is there an internal piece that goes, I wanna show what I am? Or tell me why you're doing what you're doing.
1: Um, I think I gave, I always try and give 110% in in any work that I've done.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think when you're working for someone, like they, you know, the company may have like awards and things like that. but it's, the business is not yours. So, yes, you may get an award for working really hard or achieving your KPIs or your goals. But when it's your own, I think you, you have more of a satisfaction, um, which gives you more of a drive that you want to achieve more.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Um, just that sense of achievement. You get a greater sense of achievement when it's your own business rather than working for someone else.
0: Yeah, okay. And did, could you see that before you owned your own business?
1: No. Yeah. No, so I didn't you, know you, I had that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because I was going to say, if... if uh, hadn't come along or if that desire to do the 12 months maternity leave and go back and then become branch manager if you hadn't experienced this you may not have seen the other side so to speak in that desire and that um, appreciation
1: yeah and I think being your own business like you work in it you know 210 percent rather than just as much as you think you can work for someone else you just give yourself even more and I think that yeah, it's just a sense of achievement. Like, look, this is what I've created. This is what I can do. And, you know, down the track, it could be something that, you know, the family can run later on.
0: Yeah, okay. Pass it down. Yeah. Um, step me through the timeline. So you're at this stage where you're doing pitch nights. You've started to get the business rolling. What's the timeline? How fast are you going to move? How, when are you going to have – do you have a paid employee yet?
1: No, but we've had a few big orders come in. So I'm still using family and friends at the moment. Yep,
0: but you're getting close.
1: But I'm getting close, yeah. Yeah,
0: okay, so step me through those timeframes. When do you want all these things to happen? How fast?
1: Um, so maybe next year. So get through the rest of this year. Um, next year maybe look at putting someone on mm-hmm. to help either with the admin side of it or with the um, yeah, selling side of it. Um, I don't have any real clear time goal, frame, yeah. Go- yeah, of putting someone on. Um, my main goals are what's going to be my next order of spewies so basically I'm trying to double my order each time of spewies in a less time frame so that's what my goals are at the moment
0: so with technology and the marketplace has changed is social media and the internet your sales channel?
1: yes and no so yes for marketing to get the spewy out there
0: so branding
1: branding yeah So I've got an influencer that's um, doing some Instagram and that for me for the Spewy, and that's been really helpful. Um, yeah, okay. um, I've really noticed that, you know, sales and traffic to the website That's increased. interesting.
0: There you go. That's a, something totally new in the last couple of years. Yeah. And here's a new product, and you're getting value out of an influencer. Is it a little baby that's just spewing everywhere, or step um, me through what an influencer looks like for Spewy?
1: Yeah. So it's a mum with a new bub. He's um, 11 weeks old now, I think. Yeah.
0: Okay, so she, was she an influencer before she um like was using the Spewie? So you went and sourced a famous Instagram influencer and they've just had a baby and you've gone beautiful?
1: So how um yeah, so I um I set up an Instagram account when we started the Spewie business yep. and I've been following a couple of, you know, well known um famous mums yep. and commenting every every yeah, now okay. and then and liking posts. Um, and it was all to do with a pitch night really. After the pitch night, um, that night I went home, couldn't sleep <laughs> and I was on Instagram and I was, I'd was i been following this particular mum for a little while and decided I would send her an email and just basically laid it all out there, let her know who I was, um, you know, how the business came about, what the product was and to see whether she'd be interested in me sending her a spewy. And then um, the next morning, I had an email back saying, "Yeah, she'd love to. She usually um, charges for things like that, but would be more than happy to help me out by doing a few stories with a spewy. That's awesome. And yeah. now we've yeah developed this relationship, that business relationship, which has been amazing. How cool is that? I know, all so from the pitch night. <laughs> all from the
0: pitch night, but it's even it's cool. Like I, old school Craig just goes, "Wow, technology and the world is changing. That you know, you've got this." Productive. I'm learning to like, yeah. I
1: didn't quite know how, how it all works. And I put that in the email. I said, you know, this is the first time I'm reaching out. I don't quite know how it all works, but yeah.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And then the power of that social media and her following could grow your business is just mind blowing, isn't it? Definitely. That's yep. awesome. So yeah. So you got to stay on top of that sort of stuff. Yep. Okay. All right. So the only formal question we ask in this um, podcast is we have a time machine. It's called the Career Conversations Podcast Time Machine. So we rewind the clock to 20-year-old Joe. Given what you know today, what advice would you give her?
1: Just listen to your gut and just keep going the path that you're going. You're going to get there.
0: You're going to get there. Have faith. Yeah. Good stuff. Believe in yourself. Very good. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Joe. Thank you, and good luck with the spewing. Thank you. A big thanks to our guest today, Joe Hardy. Uh, she mentioned that she was nervous prior to the podcast, but you wouldn't have known it through our our recording. She did a great job. Uh, also, again, wanted to shout out the team at Start House. Uh, Joe mentioned it through the podcast. It's a great way if you're thinking about starting a new business or you want to look at how you can be an entrepreneur. Uh, I've got the website in our show notes so check out start house through the business center in newcastle uh, and maybe the pathway that you're looking for to start your great business also if you want to know more about spewy we'll put some information to their facebook page and uh, joe's linkedin page on the show notes so you can get to know a little bit more about her business and herself so thanks again to joe good luck with spewy uh, if you enjoyed our podcast please uh, leave us a recommendation through soundcloud or through apple podcasts and until next time i'm craig mcgregor